2: You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. We have been now in a series of teachings called EPIC. Everybody say EPIC. Say it again. Everybody say EPIC. Now, we've been talking about how to apply small things that are going to make a big difference, and I want to get right into this word. Now, listen, today is the last message of this series, and so I'm going to need us to take it to a whole nother level. So do me a favor. Just shake your neighbor next to you. Shake your neighbor next to you. And matter of fact, I hope you're sitting next to somebody that, that, that you're going to enjoy sitting next to because you're going to talk to them several times throughout this experience, and just shake that neighbor and say today. I uh-huh, tell him, say today. Say God is going to speak to you in a fresh way Uh uh-huh try that other neighbor tell them the same thing say today there it is god is going to speak to you in a fresh way hallelujah as you remain standing we stand to honor god's word i want you to lift your bibles high and we're going to make our confession of faith together you don't have a bible that's fine just lift your ipad or mobile device or however you read the word if you don't have any of that just lift your hand and let's say it together this is my bible it is the living word of god it gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message that I am about to receive. Hallelujah. Remain standing. I want you to go to Acts chapter 28. Acts chapter 28. We're talking about being epic. Somebody say epic. Uh, please understand. Uh, and as we're doing that, we're talking about how to apply small things that are going to make a big difference. Acts 28 verse number one. Now I've taught on this before because there are so many principles that are laid out in the sacred writ as it relates to this particular passage of scripture. And today I want to bring it to us from a totally different angle. Acts 28 and one. It says this, uh, now to give you some background, the apostle Paul is on this ship and as he's on this ship, he is destined and he believes it is the will of God and knows it is the will of God for him to get to a place where he can present the gospel at the center of the empire. And so we're now in verse one, Acts 28 one, it says when they had escaped, they then found out that the island was called Malta. So the ship, they were on a ship. And as they're on this ship, this shipwreck occurs, and now they escape. They find out that they're shipwrecked on an island called Malta. Look at verse 2. And the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. Verse 3. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on a fire, watch this, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. Now, now, watch this. I want you to get this image in your mind. Paul is there. Uh, we are now reading this account from Dr. Luke, who is the Gentile physician who is writing now about what took place with the missionary journeys of the Apostle Paul, amongst others. And he's saying, Paul went to go gather a bundle of sticks and lay them on the fire. But when he does them, a viper, somebody shout a viper. I said, shout it, not say aloud. loud. Somebody shout a viper. Uh, a viper came out. In other words, a snake came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. Verse four. So when the native saw that the creature was hanging from his hand, so now not only was Paul bitten by the snake, but now Paul is holding the snake up because he's hanging from his hand. They said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. Uh, in other words, they're saying this man is getting what he deserved because clearly uh, not only did the snake bite him, but the snake has fashioned itself to him so much so that when Paul lifts up his hand, the snake doesn't let go. Uh, but do me a favor, touch your neighbor, say it gets better. Yes, it does. Watch this. Verse five. But he shook off the creature my god that's a good place to shout right there but he shook off the creature into the fire and he suffered no harm in other words paul looked at that snake and he said after all the hell i've been through you must not know who you're dealing with paul said i've been lied on before i've been messed up before he said they beat me before he said but i'm on my way to a place called promise and if you think i'm going out like this i dare you to just look at that other neighbor next to you and i'm not going out like this i'm not i'm not going out like this no i'm not paul said paul said paul does rather he shakes the creature off into the fire and look at this part i love it and he suffers no harm Verse 6, however, they were expecting that he would swell up or certainly fall dead. Now, why would they expect that? They would expect that because since he was bitten by a viper, they would expect that since he's now bitten by this viper, that that viper didn't just give him a dry bite where the viper didn't release his toxin or his Venom, uh, They're suspecting that, well, in any minute, that venom is going to hit his bloodstream, and we know that after he's been bitten by this snake, he's going he's to fall out. He, he's going to die. Something's going to happen to him. Something's going to happen to him. Uh, just like every enemy in your life were ha- was hoping after all of what you've been through and all of what they threw at you that you were going to fall down and die. But baby, you're still here and you're still pushing and you're still pressing. Look at this. Look at this. However, they were expecting he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. I like this part. But after they had looked for a long time, uh-huh, somebody shout long time. Uh, uh, uh-huh. In other words, which means don't judge your situation in the short term, judge it by the long term. He said, but after they had looked for a long time, they saw no uh, harm come to him. And watch the people on the Isle of Malta. They changed their mind and look what they said. They said to themselves, well, perhaps he's a God. <laughs> uh, in, in other words after they saw him go through that situation and suffer no harm they said that's a bad somebody he must be favored by god do me a favor encourage your neighbor next to you help announce today's uh, teaching to them tell them uh, say neighbor we're gonna recover from every snake bite yes sir we are yes sir we are father i've decreased that you might increase speak through me now father that we might hear your word and act on it and obey it father we thank you that you've called us to be epic that you've called us to not just live average mundane routine lives but you've called us to make a difference it matters that we were born it matters that we're here and we thank you god for it now help us to apply this small thing that's going to make a big difference And it is in jesus name we pray somebody shout hallelujah Hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Again, as we've been looking in this series, epic, it means heroic or grand in scale and character, impressive and remarkable. God, when he created you, he broke the mold and there was something specific that God sent you to this place called earth to be able to accomplish. And God did not now create you to be average, but he created you to be epic. Somebody shout epic. That wasn't good enough. I said shout epic. Uh, Now, to be epic, we must apply small things or principles that can make a big difference. And so, throughout this series, that's what we've been looking at. So, in week one, we looked at this creating an epic culture for an epic life. Week two, we talked about a God first life. Week three, we borrowed the monster from the Atlanta Falcons and said, Rise up. Week four, we talked about just say thank you. Week five, we talked about a life structured for success. We did part one on the weekend, and then we did part two on that Wednesday night live. Then we had guests come and minister the word of God to us. And today, today for week six and seven, we had guests. And today, I want to teach you this small thing that's going to make a big difference. It's in how you recover from snake bites. Now, now now, watch this the things from which we are bitten are small but if you don't know how to recover it could make a big difference in your life See, i need to just make an announcement to you i don't care who you are i don't care how much you pray i don't care how much you praise i don't care how much you give i don't care uh what your educational pedigree suggests everybody in here from the pulpit to the pew is going to go through some snake bites in life. I I just need to tell you that I need to I wish I could tell you that life was going to be tipped on through the tubeless, but I'd be lying to you. Everybody in here and everybody under the sound of my voice is going to have to sometimes deal with snake bites. So since you're going to have to deal with them, you might as well learn how to beat them. You might as well learn how to recover from them. Touch your neighbor say I'm gonna beat everybody. Yes, sir, I'm going to beat everybody. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Um, the Apostle Paul teaches us that natural occurrences or natural things can often illustrate spiritual principles. He says, first, the natural, then the spiritual. Now, we do understand very simply that everything exists in the spirit. It manifests in the natural, but it points back to the spirit. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Uh, 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 I want to take for a moment now. I want to observe a natural snake bite for us to see spiritual principles. Everybody say Natural. Snake bite, say spiritual principles, all right? So I want to take this natural snake bite so we can now see spiritual principles. Now, for the purpose of us all being on the same page throughout this message, a snake bite is a circumstance or situation that introduces toxin into your life. I'm going to say it again. It is a circumstance or situation that introduces toxins into your life. So watch this. For my note takers, I've got three very simple points. I'm not going to alliterate today, uh, but these points are going to be powerful. Somebody shout powerful. I said shout powerful. Uh, watch this. Number one, bites come from different sources. It is amazing because I was, uh, as I was researching, there are so many different kinds of snakes. There are so many different types of snakes. There's so many different uh, 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 origins of the, uh, uh, of the different snakes and the snake families and the vipers and, the, and all of that. And as I was looking at all of that, it's interesting because throughout life, bites that we experience can come from different sources. We can experience situations in life uh, that can introduce toxins and those situations and circumstances uh, can come from different sources. So bites come from different sources. So, so some of them, uh, uh, number A, or uh, letter A rather, would be friends. You can have bites from friends. Friends is somebody you trust. You can experience a snake bite from somebody that you trust him. Uh, you can go through a situation with somebody that you trust him. I can now introduce a toxin into your life. But then now you can experience bites that are fortuitous. What do you mean fortuitous? Uh, it's from someone or somebody that you didn't expect. So that word fortuitous just simply means I didn't expect this happening. In fact, it suggests that somehow it was coincidence, but coincidence is not a spiritual, nor it is a biblical principle. So when we see fortuitous, it means it came from somewhere or somewhere, somebody or somewhere that i did not expect it's one thing if you have an enemy to bite you it's another thing when you weren't expecting this thing to come and it comes out of the blue please understand uh sometimes bites can come from friends somebody you can trust but well, sometimes bites can come from somebody or somewhere you didn't expect but then bites can come from family so they can come from friends they can be fortuitous they can come from family family just means somebody common with you if you now study your Bible, you'll discover that many of the issues people had were within their family. It was Joseph's brothers that sold him into slavery. It, please understand, it was Miriam and Aaron who were Moses' brother and sister that caused him trouble and caused him strife. Please understand, like just because, and I need to help you understand this principle, there is a difference between being related and being family. See, uh, because many times we get caught up uh, with family, and so you'll even hear people say stuff like this, well, you know what? I know so-and-so is doing this, and so-and-so is doing that, and they really messing up what's going on in my life, but that's my family. I need to tell you, nowhere in the scripture does it say blood is not thicker than water. A- A- that's nowhere in the Bible. Please understand, family means we're headed in the same direction. Relatives means we share common ancestry, which means if you're not headed the direction I'm going in, we might share the same blood, <laughs> and we might have the same name, but I am not going to let you mess up what God has ordained for my life. Please understand God told Abraham when Abraham was leaving uh, uh, was supposed to leave uh, uh, the area that they were in He said, get out of your father's house and from your father's country. I'm in Genesis 12 now. He says, to a land I will show you. God was telling him, don't take any of your family with you because they're going to constantly pull you into their dysfunction. Somebody's going to hear what I'm saying today. He said, uh, they're going to constantly pull you into their dysfunction, so don't take them. And you know what Abraham does? Abraham gets a bright idea. And Abraham says, well, let me bring Lot, Lot, which was his nephew. He brings Lot into the situation. And the scripture says in Genesis 13, it's, it's, it reveals to us rather that God does not speak to Abraham again until Lot is gone. Bishop, why would God do that? Well because Abraham, he looked at that person and said, well that's my family but he didn't ever check what his family's name, uh, what the name of his family member Lot meant because the name Lot in Hebrew means hidden motives. Watch this, which means when he took his family member on a journey with him that he was never supposed to take him on that journey with him. He ends up finding himself with somebody that's got hidden motives and hidden motives will cause a mess up things to come in your life because you might think we're headed the same way because we're blood because we're family but the truth is they might be headed another direction so watch this bites can come from friends bites can be fortuitous bites can come from family but watch this watch this I'm going to turn the corner on you because you're not expecting this from and bites can come from your father Bishop what do you mean uh, particularly if, if you you you've got father issues Bishop 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 what do you mean uh, the word father in its simplest form, means life giver. Everybody said life giver. Now, watch this. It is estimated that one in three children are being raised without a father, and neither half of those, and nearly rather, half of those children live b- below the poverty line. Which means, watch this, Bishop. How does a bite come from a father? If a father is absent, if he's abusive, or if he's arbitrary. Now, arbitrary in mathematics means that. It's there, but it brings no value, which means a father can be present, but it really not matter that he's present because he brings no value. He's, he's a placeholder. So if a father is absent or if a father is abusive or if a father is arbitrary, please understand this can be a very painful bite. In fact, I've taught a lot on this subject before. You got to go to the bookstore and get your hands on some teaching. If, if you experience an absent, abusive, or arbitrary father, watch this because... Because uh, it means life giver. And so now, if there are issues with the person that was supposed to give me life, and not just life in the sense of the biological sense, but life uh, in the sense that it was supposed to provide me a reason to live, a reason to exist, uh, et cetera. Watch this, watch this. Now, the question might be, well, Bishop, if he's absent or abusive or arbitrary, well, why? Well, Well, maybe he wasn't there because he was a runner. Maybe he couldn't handle the responsibilities or maybe, watch this, it was protection from God to keep you from the dysfunction of your bloodline. Maybe it was that God utilized him to get you here, but God said, that's all I need you to do because I don't need you bringing none of the dysfunctional generational curses and drama and junk up on them. But maybe God just wanted to make you epic and give you a spiritual one. Mm -hmm, Yes, sir. Just ask the guys in the Bible like Joshua. Who had the spiritual father called Moses or Elisha who had the spiritual father called Elijah or Timothy and Titus who had the spiritual father called Paul. What was what, this? What, 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 there may be a myriad of different reasons of why a father was a absent, abusive or arbitrary, but when that happens, you can be lacking. Watch this. A real love that removes fear. The Bible says perfect love casts out fear. So when you walk around and you got a lot of fear and, and you, and literally that word fear there is the Greek word phobia, where we get our word phobia. In other words, when you walk around with a lot of fear, fear, fear about this, scared about this, fearful of this, fearful of that, fearful of that, a lot of that can be because of an absent abusive or arbitrary father. But then not only do you lack a real love that removes fear, but you lack, you may lack rather, let me say it that way. You may lack a reason to live, but, but what do you mean? A reason to live. Please understand, a life giver means he gives you a reason to live, not just because you're born, which means you're not just here to pay bills and to die. You're not just here to make babies and to die. You're not just here to go through the mundane routine of life and to die. Please understand, you were born for a reason. Bishop, how do I know that? Well, because in Jeremiah, the scripture tells us that before God formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. Which means before you ever got to earth, you were with God. And when you were with God, God decided that you would be born at the time that you were going to be born. And he sent you here because there was a problem in the earth that you were the solution to. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Touch your neighbor say, you are the solution to a problem. Touch him, touch him, tell him. You are the solution to a problem. There is a circumstance or situation in the earth that God says, I sent you here to be the solution to that problem in the earth. It matters that you were born. And that's why it's so powerful when you serve in the church, especially one like ours, because you'll finally find the reason that you were created. You have a reason to live. Touch your neighbor, say, I have a reason to live. Watch this. But when a father is absent, abusive, or arbitrary, you can lack a real love that removes fear, a reason to live. But watch this. A responsibility to do better. You can lack a responsibility to do better. Uh, Can I ask you a question? Who who holds you accountable to say that wasn't your best? Do it again. Please understand. Please please understand. I I know what what I'm saying uh, might be a, a bit of a touchy or sensitive subject, but touch your neighbor and say, let's deal with it. We've got to deal with it because, please understand. Please understand. God has called you to be the curse breaker in your bloodline. He's called you to be the history maker in your bloodline. He's called you to be the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. So there's some conversations and some messages that might not necessarily uh, 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 deal with an issue that you feel totally comfortable about, but touch your neighbor. Say you must deal with it. You you must deal with it. So watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Some people don't ever realize their potential because an absent abusive or arbitrary father never speaks life to them. So now watch this bites come from different sources. They can come from friends. They can be fortuitous. They can come from someone or somewhere you didn't expect because you can be bitten by a place. Uh, because the experiences that you have in a particular place can create a situation that introduces toxins into your life. Uh, You can be bitten by, watch this, family, and you can be bitten by a father that's absent, abusive, or arbitrary. But, But watch this. From that one bite, point number two for my note takers, from that one bite, there are many toxins. So now we've identified there's a few different sources, but now... From that one bite, there can be many toxins that are introduced. In fact, uh, it's really interesting because remember, we're taking something natural so that we can uh, paint a spiritual picture. We are taking something natural so that we can see spiritual principles being applied in our lives. So watch this. Uh, I I did some research and it's very interesting. This this, this blew my mind. Watch this. One of the first thing that can be released in terms of toxins from a snake bite is what's called a Facilulin. I'm going to spell it for my note takers. F-A-S-C-I-C-U-L-I-N-S. Watch this. It is a toxin that causes involuntary muscle contraction. Now, please understand. Involuntary muscle contractions can also be looked at like a, sp- a spasm of sorts. In other words, please understand. The muscles moving, contracting, reacting, but... My mind didn't tell it to do that. It did it on its own. Uh, I'm going to help you understand something. So while that's the natural, watch the spiritual. Once you've been bitten and that toxin gets into your blood and that venom gets into your system, watch this. It explains some of the stupid decisions you make. Uh huh. Yes, sir, it does. Some of the things that you do that are involuntary. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that you do and you look back on and you say, why in the heaven Did I do that? That made no sense for me to do. It was foolish for me to do. Please understand, uh, stupid decisions. Some of the stupid decisions we make once we've been bitten uh, can be bad relationship decisions. It can be, watch this, a bad purchase. You go buy something because now it's an involuntary contraction. You're trying to deal with the venom that's been introduced and the toxin that's been introduced in your life. And so you go buy something to try to make what you just bought make up for... mm, watch this it can be watch this staying in a bad situation it's an involuntary muscle contraction uh, please understand it can also be leaving a good situation and it can also be watch this outburst. you ever seen people that just seem to just explode and you're like where'd that come from what happened it could be that their issues not even with you it could be that they've been bitten and that that bite has introduced a toxin that is causing them to have involuntary muscle contractions but then the second kind of toxin is called a dendrotoxin Mm -hmm. dendrotoxin d-e-n-d-r-o-t-o-x-i-n-s this kind of toxin causes paralysis the natural so watch the spiritual application it's where you get stuck where you've been bitten You get stuck where you've been bitten. This is the reason why you talk to some people, they are stuck in their childhood. They're stuck in what happened to them 10 years ago, stuck in what happened to them 15 years ago because they always talk about remember back then, remember this, remember this, remember that, and they can never move forward. It could be because a dendrotoxin has caused them paralysis. And so they get stuck where or when they were bitten. Watch this. You can get stuck in a place in life where you're bitten, but then you can also get stuck uh, when you're bitten, Mister, what do you mean? So it happened to you when you were 10, but you're still stuck there. And even though you've got a 40-year-old body or a 50-year-old body or what have you, you're still 10 years old in your ability to process and to move forward because that dendro toxin has caused paralysis. But I dare you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm busting out of this thing today. Yes, sir. I'm busting out of that thing today. I will not be paralyzed anymore. I will not be stuck anymore. Watch this. It can even, watch this, it can even get you stuck and paralyzed to who bit you. Bishop, what do you mean? This explains why, watch this, I'm gonna give you an example, why an abused woman will keep going back to the same abusive man. Why? Because she's stuck and she's paralyzed. But I got a word for somebody today. Be set free of that dendrotoxin that has been causing paralysis in your life. To where you can't move. To where you feel stuck. I'm here to announce to you. Rise up. You shall live. Your neighbor. Tell him. Say rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Watch this. Watch this. The third kind of toxin that can be introduced is called a cardiotoxin. Say cardiotoxin. Cardiotoxin. You see, cardio which we come get from the Greek cardia, which means heart. So watch this. Cardiotoxins are things that are damaging to the heart. Watch this. In the Bible, when the scripture references heart, 99% of the time, it is not talking about your heart that beats. 99% of the time, it is talking about your heart in the Old Testament, which would be Hebrew. It is the word leb, which simply means your mind. In your New Testament, that word cardia, which means the the seat of a man's decisions, which means his mind. Check this out. Cardiotoxins mess with your mind. Which explains why, watch this, you have such a difficult time making simple decisions because you've got toxins that are running through and in your system. And what should be very clear and what should be very simple, that cardiotoxin has been messing with your mind. But I dare you to lay your hands on your mind and say, not another day, not another day, no sir, no ma'am, not another day. Hey, i refuse to have what should be simple be difficult because i got a snake bite touch your neighbor say never again never again never again watch this the fourth kind of toxin is called a hemotoxin say hemotoxin hemo so you can see from the prefix of this word hemo dealing with the blood now check this out check this out check this out literally in the natural hemotoxins destroy your red blood cells now but remember we are looking at natural things to get spiritual principles watch this watch this the bible teaches us that blood represents life say blood represents life now watch this so hemotoxins for you in a spiritual application and and in an emotional application and in a soul which is your mind thoughts will and emotions applications application rather hemotoxins watch this they mess with your flow of life now watch this jesus said it like this jesus says i am come that you might have life and have it how more abundantly now watch this he said i don't just want you to have life but i want you to have abundant life well there's a term for that in the greek for your new testament it is the word zoe z o e now check this out, zoe It has several definitions, but one of those definitions means one who is possessed of vitality, one who is possessed of vitality. So watch this. Vitality is not life itself, but it is the capacity to live. Let me make it real simple for you. Simply vitality, which is zoe, it means it is the power to endure. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, hear what I'm saying. Vitality is not life itself, but it is the capacity to live, which means it is the power. It is the power to endure. So watch this. Jesus said, "I am come that you might, among other things, have the power to endure." Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Which means having abundant life doesn't always remove a snake. Sometimes it just gives you the strength to endure the snake's bite. You didn't hear what I just said. (laughs) Having abundant life does not always remove the snake. Sometimes it just gives you the ability to endure the snake's bite. And I'm here to tell you, your neighbor has been through more than they're leading on in this worship experience today. Maybe they've been through some things, but God has given them life and he's given them life more abundantly. And that is why they have been able to endure every snake bite that's come their way. I dare you look at somebody and say, I've been Every bite, I've been beating every bite. Watch this. So then, watch this, watch this. So then, bigger, which is epic, grand in scale, bigger in your life is wrapped up in a bite. <laughs> I'm, it, said, I'm gonna say again, you said, I want to be epic. I want to see God do great things in my life. I want life and life more abundantly. I want to live. Well, guess what? That means you're going to have the power to endure. And sometimes the only way you know you've got the power to endure is you're placed in a situation where you must endure. Touch your neighbor and say, You must endure. See, I've come to speak it into somebody's life today. You must endure. You must beat this thing. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're dealing with, but you must. have five somebody next to you and tell them you must. have five them again and tell them you must, you must, you must. But watch this. I got to move. The next kind of toxin is a neurotoxin. Neuro. So now we understand by the prefix of the word, it is dealing with our nervous system. Watch this. Neurotoxins, when introduced through a snake bite in the natural, very simply make you feel numb. You hear what I just said? They make you feel numb. Now, watch this. They make you feel numb for this reason. A neurotoxin, listen, listen to me. Watch this. They mimic the shape of a missing molecule so it fits into the receptors. But because it's not the actual missing molecule, it blocks the ACH flow. Now, now ACH is a neurotransmitter to the brain. Uh-huh. What are you trying to say? Essentially, when a neurotoxin is introduced, the reason you feel numb and you just get up and go through the motions and you feel numb to what's going on over here numb to what's going on over there. And the reason you feel numb was, is, is because essentially you get disconnected from what's really going on in you. Because, watch this, a neurotoxin, it mimics the real thing, but it's not the real thing. Oh, God, somebody's going to hear me today. A neurotoxin is everything you use to keep from dealing with the reality of your situation. Please understand, a neurotoxin for you might be sex for you it might be pornography for you it might be drugs watch this, for you it might be gossip it might be food, whatever it is I'm not here to judge you, I'm just here to point out that maybe some of the stuff you're doing and, and some of the situations you find yourself in are really neurotoxins it's not the real thing it just mimicked it which is why, watch this, you have to keep going back to the neurotoxin for more, for more, for more for more, for more, because it never fills it but the Bible that you and I read says that if any man thirst let him come after jesus and when he drinks he'll never thirst again i wish you touched your neighbor and say jesus is the real thing yes he is jesus is the real thing baby he's not an imitator he's often imitated but he's never duplicated he is the real thing watch this watch this but maybe 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 for you your neurotoxin is denial Please understand, as a pastor over the years, I, I, it's very interesting because I've you with know, many people and, and sometimes it's very interesting because it's interesting to see people that are sometimes clearly in denial about reality. Reality is crystal clear and they're the only ones that don't know it. Sometimes you can see people that are in a relationship and you're like, this thing is clearly over. You two are the only ones that don't know it yet. And eventually you'll figure it out. Please understand, please understand. Sometimes your neurotoxin can be denial to where you deny the reality of what's going on. Now, I don't want you to confuse that. with well, the Bishop, Then the Bible says, call things that be not as though they were? Please understand. Our faith is, isn't denial about the reality of the situation. It just magnifies our God above that situation, which means, please understand, please understand. Uh, if, 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 if A is A, then it's A. But now, I can speak to A, and I can speak faith, and I can have faith, But I'm not denying that A is there. I'm not denying that A is there. Watch this. Neurotoxins can get introduced. As a matter of fact, do me a favor touch your neighbor and say, Be set free from your neurotoxins. That was the wrong neighbor. Touch the other one and say, Be set free from your neurotoxins. Because everything you keep running to besides Jesus is going to, it looks like the real thing, it talks like the real thing, it acts like the real thing. But it's not the real thing. I'm done. Last point. Last point for my note takers. So so point number one is. Point number one is. Bites come from different sources. Point number two is. From one bite. There are many toxins. Here's point number three for my note takers. The bite is an expedited blessing. The bite is an expedited blessing. Watch this. Psalm 110 and one says this. Now uh, while they're getting that scripture for you. I want you to remember the imagery. Psalm 110 and 1. I want you to remember the imagery. Paul now has just been shipwrecked. Paul has been beaten. Paul has been lied on. If you look at the book of Acts, Paul has been through some stuff. Somebody say he's been through. Now, he's been through some stuff. But now Paul, as he is on this island of Malta, he goes and the natives there, they start a fire because it was raining and it was cold and they start a fire. And when they start this fire, watch this, watch this, when they start this fire, Paul comes over and Paul says, uh, or goes over rather to get some, some, some sticks to help light the fire. And when he does that, he's just trying to help the fire grow. He, he wasn't doing anything wrong. A viper bites him. And it's interesting. I studied because vipers, their venom is very unique in that it specifically targets in most vipers' venom the vascular system which deals with the carrying of blood which deals with the flow of life in other words it's designed to mess up the flow of life it's designed to stop you from enduring it's designed to get you stuck thinking this is never going to get better it's never going to change god and and all that watch this he's there and the snake bites him and paul lifts up his hand we we can we can Use deductive logic to know that he lifted up his hand because the scripture said it was hanging from his hand. And when the natives saw it, here's what that tells us. Number one, that tells us that that viper had to bite with everything it had in that when Paul lifted his hand up, the viper didn't let go. In other words, this situation, I need to talk to somebody. This situation was so intense that even when Paul lifted it up it didn't let go. See, there's some things that you thought, man, shoot, I thought this was going to be handled last week. I thought it was going to be handled yesterday. I thought it was going to be handled all that. And you look up and that thing is still on your hand. That's what happened to Paul. But I love what happened. Watch this. Say, say the bite is an expedited blessing. Come on, say it again like you mean it. Say the bite is an expedited blessing. Watch this. Psalm 110 and 1. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand Till I make your enemies your footstool. Now, Psalm 110 and 1, it says, Then the Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. I'm gonna say it one more time Psalm 110 and 1. The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. I- I'm gonna say it one more time. Sit at my right hand. Till I make your enemies your footstool. What What's uh, this? What's this? What's this? The text implies that an enemy is a footstool. So check this out. Since the bites we experience, regardless of the source of the bite, whether it's family or whether it's uh, 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 a, a situation that deals with uh, uh, one of the different sources that we've talked about, whether it's fortuitous or whether it's family or whether it's from an uh, abusive or arbitrary father, wherever that thing came from, watch this. The bite comes from an enemy. Watch this. So if the enemy is a footstool, the bite must be a footstool also. You didn't hear what I just said. Put that scripture back up. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Now watch this. Look at me, Harvest. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. The text implies. I need to say it again because I want to make sure we get it. That an enemy is a footstool. And the bite comes from an enemy. So then if the enemy is a footstool, then the bite must be a footstool also. Here's the good part. Maybe you don't know what a footstool does. A footstool is a shortcut to a higher place that you can't reach under normal circumstances. I'm going to say that again. A footstool is a shortcut. Test your neighbor, say shortcut. It is a shortcut to a higher place that you cannot reach under normal circumstances. So I need you to understand what I'm saying to you. In essence, when that bite happened to you, it looked like maybe for a minute it may have taken you out. And it looked like maybe for, maybe it's been several months. Maybe it's been several years. So it looks like that thing was going to take you down. But baby, I got good news for you. You came to the right church today to hear the right word from God today. That bite was nothing but a shortcut to get you to a higher place you can't reach under normal circumstances. In other words, in essence, a bite that you beat. Now, it's just not the bite. You got to beat the bite. Somebody say, I must beat the bite. It's not just the bite itself. You've got to beat the bite. So watch this now. A bite that you beat essentially is a wormhole. Bishop, what is a wormhole? Please understand, in the study of space, etc., it is a shortcut in time and space. In other words, a wormhole gets you to your destination faster than normal. In other words, uh, when, he said, I'm going to make your enemies your footstool, which means I'm going to increase you. And you're going to get there faster and quicker, but you got to beat your bite. Touch your neighbor so you've got to beat your bite. Please understand, some of you, the reason you've been dealing with some of the bites you've been dealing with is because God says, I don't want you to take five years to get that done. I don't want you to take 15 years to get that done. Baby, I want you to reach that thing, and I want you to reach it now. And so I let you get I could have stopped it, but I let you get bitten because, baby, it is a shortcut to you reach him to a place you couldn't reach under normal circumstances. You ought to high-five somebody and say, thank God for your shortcut. Thank God for your shortcut. So watch this. Watch this. Watch this. God has always used bites as shortcuts. He's been doing it for years. It will normally take you years to do what one bite that you beat, can do for you in a moment. I'm going to say it again. It would normally take you years to achieve and accomplish what one bite that you beat can do for you in a moment. B- Bishop, Bishop, what do you mean? Bishop, that, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty wild. What are you talking about? Well, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Paul, the scripture says, he he beat that bite. In other words, you know what Paul did? Paul looked at that viper on his hand. And then he juxtaposed, which means he compared that viper. He compared the experience of being bitten by that viper to everything he'd been through. Let me tell you what he said. Let me tell you what he said. This is what you need to say. Are you serious? (laughs) That's exactly what he said. Paul looked at that viper on his hand and Paul said, you must not know about me. but Paul looks at that thing and says, are you serious? I dare you right now to just hop up on your feet all over this auditorium whether or not you're watching online, wherever you are and just shout, are you serious? Are you so? Ser- That's the best you got. Are you serious baby? I was not built to break. I was not built to go down or go out like this. The God that I serve if he be for me, somebody shout whom? Who can be against me? Watch this. Be seated, be seated. What's this? What's this? In other words, Paul said, it's going to take more than that. <laughs> Please understand. not every bite you've been beating throughout the years, it's been making you stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And Paul said, listen, it's going to take more than that to, get, to take me out. It's going to take more than that. Paul this? the bite was painful, but he didn't let it become poisonous because that was his choice. When you're bitten, the toxins are introduced. But now watch this. Now that you know better, you can do better. Which means I'm going to challenge you because I'm about through. I'm going to challenge you to get this teaching and play it over and over and over and over and over and over some more and over some more and over some more. (laughs) Again, watch this. Because you you, got to deal with these toxins. You got to deal with these toxins. And, and watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, Paul beating that one bite gave him favor with the whole island. Scripture says they looked at him and said, he must be a God. If you keep on reading the story, the Bible says that he had favor with the entire island. So much so that there was a, there was a, there was a, a, a very notable man, an honorable man, who let Paul come and lodge with him. And the scripture says that they, they honored Paul. And when they honored Paul... Uh, everybody that was on that island got healed. But Paul got favor with everybody on that island. Paul got favor. You know, hear what I'm saying? He beat one bite and had favor with the whole island. Whatever bite you're facing right now, you've got to beat it. Touch your neighbor and so say, you've got to beat it. You got to beat You better be like Michael. Just, just beat it. Just beat it, beat it. Beat it. Beat it. You got to beat it. Watch this. Here's why. Here's why. Watch this. <laughs> Here's this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Now. Anybody want to know how you beat it? Full recovery. Full recovery from your snake mic. All right, full recovery. All right, be here Wednesday. Uh, Be here Wednesday. Be here Wednesday. But but watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm going to give you a start. I'm going to give you a start. I'm going to give you a start. Here it is. It's in in verse 5 of Acts 28. Look what he says. But he, Paul, the apostle Paul, shook off the creature. Now, it's interesting because it calls it a viper. Now, it calls it a creature. (laughs) In other words... Uh, it, it suggests that the thing maybe at some point looked worse than what it really was. Somebody say it's not as bad as it looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for somebody. Not for everybody, but that's for somebody. It's not as bad as it looks. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. Well, I says, I'm going to give you a start. you be here Wednesday. But I'm going to give you a start. Give you a start. I'm going to give you a start how to fully recover from every snake bite. We, we, got, we got these toxins, and now we know the sources of the bites. Let me give you a start. That word fire in Greek is the word pier, P-Y-R, to make it keep it real simple for you. Listen to what that word means. But he shook off the creature into, watch this, the process which transforms. That's what that word means in Greek. He shook, now, literally, he shook it into a fire. But in Greek, Please understand natural, spiritual. You don't just read the Bible, you gotta read the Bible, which means it says more than it says, and, and that's why you, you come to a place called Harvest, so I can show you what it says more than what it says. I says? Watch this. He shook it off into the process which transformed. Which means there's some folk that are hearing what I'm saying, and you got some stuff going on, and you're just like, Lord, just let it be over. Can I tell you something? Maybe. You just need to endure the process because it's transforming you. Now, that's not for everybody, but maybe that's for somebody. There's processes that you're in that are maturing you, that are growing you, that are developing you, that are strengthening you, that are making you